3: what's up we're back with another episode of the number one moto show about a show in the world currently ranking number one on podcast networks all over the united states and abroad the pulp MX wrap-up show is brought to you by bto sports fly racing vertex pistons vortex racing race tech engines michelin star cross fives maxima oils x-brand goggles pro filter works connection ogo bags fmf racing atlas brace w wheels guts racing seat covers get data evs sports firepower batteries and chains eagle grit motorcycle industry jobs.com la honda and ride engineering We've got a great show lined up tonight uh we're gonna have uh some superstars on the on the phone tonight but don't forget to stay tuned for another episode of hello pookie at the end but right off the bat, WUSA is providing the best quality wheels in the business. And whether you race professional supercross or just a weekend warrior, W has the wheels for you. So visit com and let John and Kristen Anderson take care of you. WUSA brings us HEP Motorsports, SWAT Motor Lives, Alex Ray. What's up, hey eh, Ray?
1: Uh, not much dark side. uh just uh, hanging out with, uh, with the pup, J Bone, back home, so...
3: Right on. Yeah, here. We're, doing good. we're going to talk a little bit about J-Bone here during this show in a little bit, but let's get our other guests uh, lined out. So if you're looking for a high-performance seat cover and foam, Guts Racing is the only one to choose. Gut, Andy Gregg and Guts Racing have been providing seat covers for many of the best riders in the world, so visit GutsRacing.com today. And Guts Racing brings us Andrew Ward. What's up, Andrew?
2: Not much, Darkside. Uh, it's going good. Just getting off the of work and uh, excited to be on the show.
3: Yeah, man, I've been uh, excited to get you on. You've sent me a a few emails, and I know you're a a big fan of Pulp, and I'm excited to get this thing going, but we're going to talk about episode 398 that had Alex Ray and Derek Rankin, otherwise known as Jericho, in studio, and guests like Benny Bloss, Dustin Pipes, and Davey Millsaps, Randy Richardson calls in. Really great show, a Ray? Um, Man, it's always great when you're in studio. Uh, you're a busy guy. What do you what do you think about sitting in studio and doing the show for four and a half hours?
1: Uh, it's not too bad. You know, uh it's good to, you know, shoot the shit with Steve and, and you know, whenever you got a co host like Derek, it's always fun because uh, him and I we travel the world together. We got a lot of great stories, so uh <laughs> Yeah. It's, you know, the the time actually flies by pretty fast, you know, four hours a chair for four hours and, and talk, but uh you know, it goes by fast and yeah, I mean it's it's for the most part, Steve makes it. Um, he makes it great, you know. I mean, he flies me in. You know, we get to hang out. You know, either you know we'll show up, we'll go ride mountain bikes, or you know, just shoot the shit, talk about what we've been doing, and then, uh, and then yeah, he flies me out early the next morning, so uh, I still got to go ride on Tuesday, and yep. everything was good. So yeah, it was fun.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I get the feeling that you might be a little uh, like ADD, like you 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 have a hard time. Maybe sitting still for that long doing a show, but um, you seem you seem to enjoy it, and, and you're always a great guest.
1: Yeah, sometimes I get a little like sidetracked, you know, because yeah. I am a little ADD every now and then. But uh, but yeah, for the most part, it's it's a it's a fun fun show, something fun to do. So I, yeah, I love doing
3: it. Heck, yeah, Andrew. Uh, let's get a little background about yourself. How long have you been listening to Pulp? How'd you discover it?
2: Um, I've been listening to Pulp for about four or five years right now and uh, I got into it my uh, buddy Randy I, uh, with Dares, and, uh, I used to race with those guys and he got me into it and um, yeah he, I, he told me he listens to it every day on the way to work and that's how I got into it and uh, like I said I'm, a, I'm an avid fan now I'm a, I always leave voicemails and I, uh, like I said, as you could tell from the spam email, I'm definitely, uh, a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. And give me a, on a scale of one to 10, uh, where's a Ray fall on his co-hosting abilities?
2: Um, he's definitely pro seven, six and a half, seven. Um, he's definitely one of the most slept on uh co hosts for sure. He's uh, goofy and uh, always has a ton of stories, especially on someone like Jericho's, And I, uh, that
3: having Jericho as the other co-host definitely turned it up to like an eight or a nine. You know? <laughs> yeah, nice, right. Nice yeah, feelings. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Derek's man. He's always been real cool to me at the races, and you know, being the metalhead that he is, we, we and the wrestling fan. You know, I was a big wrestling fan as a kid, so we, we bond well. And I think your stories, some of the stories we're going to talk about, about like the maddest you ever made him. We're going to get into that. That those that was good stuff. That makes the show go well. Um, but let's, let's stop at the beginning of the show. Um, you're, you you said like you're in for monster cup, uh, for HEP. I want to know a little bit of your thoughts on the design of the track, um, that they came out with for monster cup. Hey Ray.
1: Um, I mean, obviously there's no whoops for monster cup. Uh, what I'm worried about, you know, they're going to have the track going three different ways yeah so two or three different ways you know i'm worried about like how the track's going to break in you know are they going to work on the track in between or what because there's going to be some crusty but there's going to be like i mean we're going to be landing on downsides so yep. it's going to be messing up the faces of the jumps is there going to be track prep? you know like how is qualifying going to be going uh, we don't really know any of that yet so, I mean, until we get there, we don't really know, like, the stuff like that. But, uh, for the most part, I mean, yeah, it's exciting. I think they have done this in the past, uh, some at, at least one once in the past. I don't know when, but, uh, but yeah, I'm just curious to sort of see how it goes. And I'm excited, you know, I'm tickled to death, you know, that HEP will have me for Monster Cup. You know, I haven't signed my deal yet, but at least yeah. they're still letting me ride the bike. And, uh, and still giving me an opportunity, you know, and helping me out with parts and stuff. Yeah,
3: so that's that's all. Dustin's great. That team's great. I was very excited when they announced the team last year. It's like a whole Pulp mix team, basically, uh, and hopefully a lot of that will continue. Um, Andrew, what do you uh, where do you see A Ray finishing in Monster Cup? Uh, and it's you know, it's it, it's gonna it's not going to be a normal Supercross. Clearly, you know, it's like a, a triple crown almost three three motos, but the tracks. Like he said, different starts, different directions, uh, all kinds of little things being thrown into this event.
2: Uh, I think uh, I agree with what Steve said earlier when he uh, mentioned that a Ray was a 10 to 15. Guy. I think no matter what kind of race, Larry, that, uh as long as he takes the right mentality and the same hunger he took in 18... Uh, you know, like I said, 10 to 15, no matter what, where he's racing, who he's racing. Um, At the Monster Cup, there's a, there's a little less talent, so that's he absolutely no reason he couldn't sneak inside the top 10. You know, like I said, there's a little less talent, and that's not trying to batter Rene Ray at all. But like I said, I think normally 10 to 15 at Monster Cup, maybe even sneaks inside the top 10.
3: Yeah, I like that. I like seeing him get in the top 10. Uh, a Ray, so Steve's kind of busting on you. You guys bust balls all the time, but he's talking about how many bikes you've blown up in the early stages of the show. Um, and you you threw out this uh, quote over and over all night. Hey, uh, you know, cut me open, I bleed yellow. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, look, you, you know, they, they give you a hard time about being hard on bikes, but um, the Suzuki deal has been good for you, man. I mean, and, and you know, Steve can bust on the Suzuki. He was uh, he was RM Army last year. All he was all about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, He just recently switched to the Blue Crew. So he was on RM Army, you know, before I even was. So it's kinda of like we switched places. Yeah. But um you know, so yeah, I mean sorta of just to context based I, mean, I feel like it's it's more more me than the bike. You know, I have I have a few bad habits to wear stuff in the gearbox, but um, but yeah, RM Army and it's treated me great and i love that thing man it's it's uh i'm getting more and more comfortable with it every time i ride it so that's good
3: yeah that's good so tell me about this neighbor of steve's that has the rmz in the, the garage
1: dude okay so like i get there i show up and um uh, i don't really i don't see the there, I'm of so he gets home and he's like yeah dude like this new neighbor she just moved in across the street or like you know and uh I'm like, oh, man, like, is she hot? He's like, yeah, dude, she's actually, like, pretty hot. So yeah. I'm like, all right. And then Derek shows up, and he's like, oh, dude, like, did y'all see the neighbor? I'm like, oh, I didn't see her. Like, I didn't see her. Was she out there? He's like, yeah, she's out there. She's, he's like, she looks pretty good. She, you know, and I was like, damn, what if we see her? So we, um, we went out to go get some food uh, before the show, and uh, we went to, like, Blaze Pizza. And as we were leaving, she was opening the garage, and she comes out in, like, these freaking sweatpants and a tank top, big old titties hanging out, like, <laughs> you know, like, full tramp stamp and everything. Like, just, you know, looking like the girl next door. And we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, like, this is, she looks, not, she doesn't look bad. So she opens the garage door, and what do you see in the freaking garage, a uh, fucking R.M. Army, R.M. 125 right there in the and we were like holy shit she's on her and then there we go that was the end like I was wanting to go knock on her door all night I was, was screw the show dude I was, I was trying to head over there
3: <laughs> when's, the, when's the next commercial break I got stuff to do
1: yeah straight up we're like should we go knock on her door
3: why didn't we you really, go,
1: like introduce ourselves why didn't
3: well, you go over you go there the as soon as you saw the RM that night you should have instantly well, walked over there
1: yeah I know I probably should have but uh I have no idea man like cookie yeah. snacks <laughs> I, I, I don't know I don't know I guess I must have just got nervous or something no, I should have asked her to Adam's wedding but that, yeah, right I just, now I don't have a date
3: I was just going to say I mean you didn't ever get the, the call Travis made sure to let everybody know no dates yet uh, that that could have been your end man that's uh yeah I think you blew it A-Ray eh, what do you think Andrew
1: I know I know I know but Jesus uh, uh, it didn't happen. I think I'd be
2: going to be A Ray's date to uh the seven deuces wedding. Um, <laughs> I,
3: I but, don't think you're what he's looking for. Uh,
2: <laughs> well I, I figured that, but I think he should have shown his shot. Uh
3: yeah. just
2: like uh Jericho did with James Stewart, man. You never know. You go to Superman,
1: yeah, never, like, oh, yeah. never know.
3: Right. All I'm right,
1: just take it honestly, just letting him sit next to me.
3: <laughs> well, Seven Deuce Deuce and Ash Money will, will love that. They're all about the dogs, so that that would be fine, I'm sure. Um, A-Ray, you talked about your vlogs a bunch. Uh, Steve kind of gave you a hard time about those. Uh, how's that going for you, man? You, you enjoying doing those? Yeah, you know, it's just something different to do. And, sure. uh, and yeah,
1: I'm having fun with it, just giving sort of like, you know, the fans, you know, that I do have. Just a different perspective of what, you know, sort of what I do and, you know, like, you know, just like with the dog, you know, and I'm going to start getting into like some more training stuff, I guess, cool. uh, once the season starts and everything like that. I'm trying to do one per week. Uh-huh. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I should have one up this week. And then uh, once the uh, all the parts come in for the two stroke, we're going to do a two stroke build um, on there for straight rhythm. So that'll be exciting.
3: That'd be right. So when you and, uh, announced, yeah. when you talked about the vlog that night, Monday night, uh how many more su- subscribers did you get? Because Pulp Nation is pretty damn strong. I know I gave you two between myself and I the-
1: got like seventy five. Hell I got like yeah, seventy five subscribers. Yeah, yes, yeah, so it was good. I was stoked, man. I yeah. I put the plug out there at least. 30 times. Right. And every time I did it, Steve was just over there rolling his eyes. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, he does the same thing yeah. on this show. When I started the show, he said, Hey, you can, you know, say that you're, you know, you're Dark Side from the Moto X Pod show. And then as soon as I do that, he's like, Oh, every time you say Dark Side from the Moto X Pod show. I'm like, Well, dude, you told me I could. Hell you yeah. Know,
1: I think, I think it's just, I it I think it's just uh, for, for good listening, you
3: know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he enjoys busting my balls and, and creating some drama. Um, Andrew, yeah. so we're going and we're going to get into that too in a minute. Andrew, um something that has been talked about on the Popemac show over the last couple of weeks uh and A-Ray was this they he asked A-Ray his biggest surprise on it or A-Ray said his biggest surprise was AC on the podium every week. Um I I'm surprised that everybody is so surprised by that, Andrew, because it's like even though he hasn't been known as an outdoor guy so much, He's still Adam Ciancerillo. Like every weekend I expect him to win even when he's not riding well. Andrew, was it a surprise to you? Do you agree with Steve and A-Ray that that was a big surprise?
2: Oh, absolutely not. I do not agree with that. I expected, I expected Adam to be on the podium almost every weekend. I'm a, I'm a huge Adam fan. I'm a huge Adam Believer. And, uh, so, uh, I don't want to really my hot take yet, but he's part of it. And, uh... You know, like I said, I absolutely am a 100% Adam Believer, and I expected him to be on the podium every weekend. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have doubted it, doubted it had he gone, you know, uh, 24-0. In all honesty, that's how much I love Adam. Right. Uh, obviously, that's not finishing it. But, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all to emphasize
3: that. Okay. Hey, Andrew, your phone's going in and out a little bit. Um, I don't know if you can get to a better spot or if you're moving around, but um – it's just kind of going up and down just a little. So let's see if we can fix that. Um,
2: you got it. I'll, uh, I'll stay uh, in my spot.
3: Okay. Hey, uh, Ray, you got a voicemail uh, while you were sitting in the studio. Um, and the guy said that, you know, if not for Pulp Nation, he was kind of defending Steve, are you going to swap Moto Live for an event. And he said, you know, not for Pulp. He wouldn't know who you were. Um, you've given tons of credit to Steve and what he does for privateers over the years. Um and I know that you're not writing for Swap Moto Live. It, it's not anything against Steve, but um talk a little bit about what Steve and Pulp Nation has done for you.
1: Yeah, I mean they've done a lot they've done a lot. I mean I uh um uh, it started out whenever I was living at Cades, I yeah. guess, uh Kate Clayson and uh and at Club MX and he asked to have both of us on a podcast and we did the this Epic Star uh Privateer Island podcast. And then we started doing that. The people loved us, so we started doing it like once a week. And then, uh, and then you know, uh, the next year I sort of I didn't have a lot of parts, and I needed some things. You know, so I hit up Steve, and he helped me get uh, a few sponsors, like uh, he helped me some bars, sprockets, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then, uh, and got me some triple clamps. Uh, Whenever my all my crap just been up, and he's like, hey man, like I can get you triple clamps, you know. So he got me some of that, and then uh, there was an opportunity where I didn't, air, where we talked about uh, him being my mechanic at Anaheim too one year. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like I mean, he's paid for my flights and stuff to uh, like go to Washougal. That's where I had the name on the jersey. We did all the stuff from straight rhythm, uh, like just being on the show. He got me with Eric Pernard, uh, to do straight rhythm um, before that. And then, um, he also got me we did the uh, enduro cross race I mean we've done we've done a lot of stuff, uh Steve and I you know, and he's helped me out helped me grow my audience and uh, fan base and uh, you know I can't thank him enough for that, you know so yeah, yeah, I mean he he's helped and supported me uh, a lot like a ton
3: well, absolutely and, and yeah. i I don't disagree with this voicemail and Andrew, I want to present this to you a little bit as a fan uh, you know, before I got involved listening to Pulp MX, a lot of the privateers like Alex Ray and like Seven Deuce Deuce, Seven Deuce Trace, uh, you know, I, I didn't really pay attention to them when I was watching the race because the TV doesn't really give you coverage of those guys. Um, so Steve has absolutely changed how I watch racing. Um, what effect has his push of the privateers had on you? Oh,
2: uh, I, I'm the same way as you are 100%. Um, I usually didn't look outside about the top 10 whenever, uh, I would watch before and I know main guys, but other than that, I, I, I wouldn't know anyone outside the top 15, but you know, between, between Pulp MX and the Pulp Fantasy, you know, there's just a couple of things that, you know, those have really opened my eyes to privateers and, you know, especially Alex Ray and the seven deuce, deuce and the seven deuce trace. You know, I, I 100% agree with you that, uh, Steve and Paul Pomex has completely changed the way I, uh, watch the sport.
3: Absolutely. It's a good thing for the industry for sure. Uh, a Ray, you said a, uh, you'd get an RM army tattoo for a one year deal and a future assistant job with Chris Wheeler. Um, that's a little drastic, bro.
1: I mean, Hey, (laughs) what's the deal sign? I'm going to
3: the tattoo parlor. I love so, it. I love, I love your uh, enthusiasm, man. It's. it's yeah, that's great. Um, so Derek, uh, Derek, Derek, you guys, they asked you like what Derek's good qualities and bad qualities. Benny Bloss calls in. So, and he obviously Derek is rinsing for Benny. Now Derek used to rinse for you. Uh, so Steve asked about his bad qualities and his good qualities. Um, So I like the fact that I thought it was pretty funny that you said he acts the same no matter how you ride. Uh, And like, he's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I really wasn't watching. Um, I can see that in Derek. Derek's pretty just laid back. You know, um, I I would assume he's probably a little more observant with Benny because it's, you know, probably a little higher profile ride than when he was wrenching for you. But um, that what's it like having a mechanic like that to come back in and be like, uh, you, you didn't notice anything, dude?
1: Oh, it's frustrating as hell, that's yeah. what it is. But uh <laughs> but yeah, Derek he's obviously grown as a mechanic, I've grown as a rider. And uh yeah, and like, like I said, Derek is uh I can tell that he's learned so much more, uh, you know, just by working with uh Freddie, Benny, Bogle, all those things. Like I mean he goes to the practice track every day. He he sees how a bike should work and, and he's learning, you know. I mean mm-hmm. he's I mean, I think that he's one of the one of the best mechanics in the paddock right now and well i mean not the best but he's getting there sure and you know he's a hard worker i mean he never you know half-asses anything that he does he freaking he tries his ass off man for something he loves to do and uh and yeah it's just been great seeing him grow like that you know
3: right yeah uh and andrew um benny bloss is a great interview benny's always fun to have on um i i the thing that struck me the most it, that I've sitting here thinking about and the same thing is going on with a Ray is like the silly season time, the off season, quote unquote, when these guys don't really know what's coming next year and you know, you're waiting and waiting. I mean that Andrew, how would that, that's very stressful. I would think, I mean, how would you feel if your job, you know, like you gotta, you know, you got a time, a period of time where you have no idea what's coming next. Uh,
2: I, I couldn't even imagine in all honesty, you know, you know, like A Ray said on the show, you know, they're probably looking at around you know seventy-five thousand dollar range, and I would not, I would absolutely not be able to just sit there and be like, oh, I don't know, am I gonna make seventy-five thousand dollars? But Who knows? You know, I have no idea. I I absolutely would not be able to do it, and I uh, I give full props to people like A Ray who can just sit there and and you know love that lifestyle so much that they're gonna keep pushing for it like that.
3: Yeah, A-Ray, the privateer lifestyle, again, I've talked about this on here before, and even with mechanics, um, you know, the average fan thinks it's this glorious, awesome lifestyle. I mean, you get the race and, you know, the lights and the women and, you know, it's like a rock being a rock star, but it's not what everybody thinks it is. You know, the Saturday night is the, like, the, the smallest part of the equation.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, most of the time, freaking that's the half the battle of getting the chick, you know, she's like, Oh, so what do you do? You ride a dirt bike. You don't have to freaking explain how much money you make. You just tell her you ride a dirt bike. So right. that's actually like kind of the good part. But yeah, I mean, it gets tough sometimes, but, uh, for the most part, I mean, you know, like we use up our bodies while we're young, you know, then we got the rest of our life to get a fucking real job.
3: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you talked about that. You, you talked about, uh, Tony Alessi making you feel old and you were kind of starting to think about your future. um and as a motocross, professional motocross, supercross rider, that comes pretty quick. You know, your the careers it does. are sort of over at a very early time. And unless you're one of those elite riders, man, it's you, you probably don't have a nest egg, Alex.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely don't. <laughs> That's for <laughs> sure, you know. I mean, every, honestly, everything that I make, I, I put back into myself and I invest in myself. But, I mean, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, I just don't want to give up yet because I feel like I still have goals and I still feel like I have uh, some more to some more to give.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You d- definitely don't give up. And Andrew, I'm going to ask Alex a question, and then I want you to ask. You know, if if something comes up in your mind that you'd like to ask about being in studio, you can go ahead and ask him next. But um, Alex, you've been in studio a number of times with the Mex show. Uh, what goes on like during the commercial breaks? Where uh, what do you guys talk about? Do you talk about the show, Are you talking about other things? Uh, and, and maybe uh, give us a little sneak peek into what Pookie snacks are typically, even though you didn't get them this.
1: Oh man, like uh, uh like little like just cookies or cupcakes or something like that that she'll make or yeah. or something like that. Uh, and then yeah, I mean we just talk about like maybe like callers calling in, you know, or freaking people that call in that act like freaking Dylan or <laughs> or just
3: don't I hate on either. Dylan.
1: Well, first thing we do we. We get up and take a piss, because yeah. we usually got to take a piss, and then uh, we'll get some more to drink. Mark's grabbed the Red Bull, which he's trying to lean off of right now, but it's not working because he drank one the other night. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, just sort of shoot the shit some more, talk about more stuff. We go talk about music, because, you know, we usually have to pick a song whenever uh, we come back for commercials. So argue a little bit about that, and, uh, yeah, just freaking shoot the shit.
3: Andrew, is there anything you want to ask Alex that you've wondered about being in studio?
2: Yeah, I noticed on an Instagram story that uh, Daniel Blair, he got, he's got got uh, peanut butter cookies specifically made for him. And I was just wondering if uh, Alex Ray had enough pulp MX miles to uh, get cookie snacks specifically made for him.
1: Uh, no, I'm not on that status. <laughs> I'm definitely not on Daniel Blair's status. I mean, she she makes some good treats, but unfortunately she wasn't there. Yeah. She, she didn't get there until after the show was over. So yeah, I mean, I usually, I don't discriminate on the pookie snacks. I usually just eat them all.
3: There you go. I, I got to yeah, sit in at Vegas. I, mean. I got to sit in at Vegas and there, I don't think there was any pookie snacks that night either, but we did get pizza. So I was good.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Usually, usually, pizza's a must.
3: Yeah, uh, okay. So your boss, Dustin P- or uh, Dustin Pipes, called in a little bit, talked about Hep and the the future of Hep. Um, Steve made a comment that with the situation the way it is right now, the lack of rides and the overabundance of riders, guys without rides, that uh, a team like Hep can get some good riders cheap. Um, yeah. What do, you, what do you think about that statement, eh, Ray? I mean, yeah, I see the truth I mean, in it. I mean, it's
1: definitely. I mean, if the guys, you know, want to ride, you know, and, but I mean, I guess it's sort of, I mean, they're just going to have to take what they can get at that point if they do still want to race, you know, Um, you know, it's, it's not a factory team, but our team has amazing equipment. Like, I mean, I would put our bike on, you know, pretty close to a factory bike. I mean, I've ridden a factory bike, you know, I know what a factory bike feels like. So I mean, I put our bikes, I mean, super close to a factory bike, and uh, so yeah, I mean, they might not get paid as much as they would be uh, at a factory team, but our bike is is really compatible.
3: Yeah, um, Andrew, um, Steve mentioned you know guys like Marty and Hill could crush it and qualify, and it could be a good pick for a team. Um, what are your thoughts on his on that statement? I mean, like if you were a team manager, would you trust a Josh Hill or a, a Justin Hill to you know, be on your team. And, you know, Marty, I have more confidence in Marty, honestly, than I do Hill.
2: Um, I think uh, I think Steve leans a little more towards the uh, Marty and Hill being the better choice, but I disagree. I think if you have someone like a Kyle Chisholm or an, or an Alex Ray, especially with a, a platform like 12MX who gets a, a lot of listens and really supports people like Alex Ray, like, I genuinely care more whether – I care more about Alex Ray or the Seven Deuce Deuce making a main event more than I care about Martin Davalos or, you know, Justin Hill. You know, yeah. I think, you know, yeah, they're a little flashy, but I don't. I think in the long run uh, an Alex Ray or a Chiz would be a better choice.
3: I like those choices too, A-Ray, because you could probably <laughs> tell Andrew and the listeners, like at the six Supercrosses I went to, I spent probably way too much time at HEP to the point where I was probably on your nerves. <laughs>
1: yeah you're in the truck
3: all year Uh, because i'm a super fan man like first of all chiz is my guy and then you know i I feel like i've become friends with you and seven deuce deuce is just fun to be around so like i told dustin at the beginning of the year like you're probably gonna just have to tell me to leave because i i'm gonna want to be around this team all year um that truck (laughs) is fun dude i uh Andrew, I don't know if you've watched any of the vlogs that I did for Supercross, but there's a yeah, I'm up up in the top of the truck with A Ray and his I guess his ex now, uh, and Ash Money and Seven Deuce Deuce and his I think we well, I think you might have been in your boxers, A Ray, or maybe Seven Deuce Deuce was and um one of us was yeah just shooting the shit and having fun and there's always lots of hype going on with Adam doing his thing and man you couldn't really pick a better pit to be in in my opinion during Supercross.
1: I mean, dude, I mean this, this year is like one to, one to never forget for me man i swear if I get alzheimer's uh, Alzheimer's tomorrow I'll still that's one memory that I won't forget riding for HGP with those two uh, those two guys man because HCT was just like one big family this yep. year man it was it was great you know it's you know it's something I won't never forget that's for sure
3: absolutely and uh Dustin kind of talked about that like you know being the team manager uh especially with a guy like you who you're good friends with um he said, like, he's your friend, but then he has to be an asshole at times. Um, can't be easy to separate. Uh, you know, being in charge of somebody that's close has got to be difficult. Was there any times where Dustin pissed you off, you know, where you were like, you know, fuck this, you know, we're buddies, don't treat me this way, or anything like that?
1: Never, no. It's always probably the other way around. Yeah, okay. I was trying to piss him off or something. Well, I wasn't trying to piss him off. It just happened that way. But no, he ain't never pissed me off,
3: that's for sure. Cool. And Andrew, um, they got into talking about, after after Dustin was gone, they were talking about Fozzie and Jericho and wrestling. Um, Steve, uh, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan at all, Andrew, I've ever have been, but Steve says that Hogan is a better wrestler than Chris Jericho. Um, do you have any comments on that? Because Steve's wrong. Um, no, I,
2: Steve is definitely wrong. Like they uh, discussed during the show, Hogan definitely has a better legacy. But uh but Jericho gets the work done. He's a better uh a wrestler. Wrestler. Yeah, you know, like the re- Hogan with the for
3: sure. Yeah, the wrestling term, as Jericho kept saying, is a worker. He's a better worker. Um but yeah, so Steve, Steve uh he's wrong a lot when it comes to music and movies. Uh <laughs> yeah, Alex, I mean, come on, Fozzie's a great band, you know, and I mean you I know yeah, you went sure. to uh you went to Ozfest like was it last year at no two years ago at Yeah. The same weekend as uh, Yeah, I went the night before you did, but you got to see Zombie and uh
1: Yeah, Zombie was good like man. He was good.
3: Hell yeah. He's got uh he's got John Five on guitar. Man, that guy's amazing. So yeah, just Steve's just Steve's wrong when it comes to um movies and music most of the time. I mean, not, they
1: had played that night too. That shit was good. Yeah, yeah,
3: I missed that. I was I was unfortunately getting on a plane. So um Damn it yeah. All right. JT money, his regular comes on his normal slot. Um, one of the big announcements that he kind of touched on was the exchange of WADA for USADA, uh, A-Ray as a professional rider in supercross, do you think this will have any effect? Do you think this will help things? Uh, you know, you're, you're really good friends with Cade who had to deal with the, the bullshit from WADA. Um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's all, it's all BS to me. Um, you know, how they went about a yeah. lot of things. Um, and I'm hoping that this will be better. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, it's good to see that they're making changes. So that's a step in itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been tested once in the past eight years, I think, you know, and uh, that was this year at Anaheim too. And I got an email about a month after, which, I mean, it, it showed that, I mean, I got an email pretty early, so it showed that they're, they're making changes and they're letting people know. So hopefully it's a step in the right direction.
3: So I hope so. Cause good. this, it, it really has been kind of a little black cloud over our sport. You know, uh, Andrew, you, you've heard the stories, obviously listen to pulp about, uh, you know, Cade and of course JS seven and, um, yeah, uh, Brock Tickle, you know, lately. And yeah, the, the amount of time that it takes to get these results and punishments and any kind of communication is just ridiculous. So hopefully this is going to be a good change.
2: I, uh, I hope it's going to be a good change as well, for sure. Uh, as, uh, like I said in the emails, uh, I'm the Zimbabwe, uh, voicemail guy with the Supercross and the, uh, WADA FIM thing was a huge reason for right. me leaving that voicemail. Cause they, uh, you know, the the FIM is definitely um, – they're trying to do anything they can to make sure the uh, U.S. has a leg down on their series. And I just think it's uh, it's definitely real janky, and I dislike that. So, um, you know, I, I hopefully uh, getting USADA over WADA is the uh, first step in the right direction.
3: Yeah. Uh, another topic that came up has uh, been a hot topic lately with MX of Nations coming up um, – and Steve always kind of acts like he just doesn't have any real patriotism or you know, it's you know, he even talks about Canada when Canada's winning the Olympics all the time, like, oh, it's no big deal. Man, what's up with that, Andrew? why 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 does Steve why do you think Steve has such an issue with showing like some support, you know, some excitement?
2: Um, I think a lot of that is uh is Steve just not wanting to I think he's just secretly uh, very um. What's the word I'm looking for? Where
3: uh,
1: he don't want to get his feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah. You think he's a just don't want to get a, his hopes up, so his feelings don't get hurt.
3: You think he's protecting himself?
1: Yeah. yeah he's yeah, Exactly. He's um, up, dude.
2: That's exactly. It. He doesn't want to put that out there. I mean, look at the crap like Tomac and those guys get for not going. So yeah. yeah. Like give like five grand to Canada to get to the donations and stuff. So I think he's a lot more uh, a lot more into that than he says. And I I think he just like A Ray said he doesn't want to get his feelings hurt and uh and uh be real hurt like JT when they start losing.
3: Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. JT takes it extremely serious. Uh, a Ray, another comment that Steve said about the MX of Nations is it doesn't make you a champion or a chump, but just one race. Basically saying that one race isn't that important. Uh, he commented that if there was a series where our guy, all these different guys wrote, you know, wrote over the cor- course of a year, that would be more telling. He's not completely wrong, but you are. This one race does make you a champion if you win. You're the, you know, you're the motocross the nations champion. Basic, very similar to the idea of the Olympics. You know, I mean, how important do you think this race is, Alex, as far as an event for the United States?
1: It's, a, it's an amazing event for the United States. I think it, these riders, or I mean, a lot of people just put pressure on it because they want, these people want the U.S. riders to be the best in the world. Yeah. And I think whenever that doesn't happen, they hold the riders accountable and they're like, you should have done better, you should have <laughs> done better. And right. that's when, like, all the comments and vital and, and instagram and all this stuff all the social media stuff i feel like it weighs these riders down
0: so oh wow. i
1: feel like yeah. that's sort of i feel like where it's coming from is it's like these there's these riders are more than just one race you know what i mean i mean yeah. they have they do their work during the season you know so
3: yeah you i mean
1: this is this is an important race yes but at the same time it doesn't defy one person you well know, one race doesn't necessarily Judge if this is going to go on to be great or if he's still going to, or if he's going to like suck or something, you know?
3: Yeah, clearly. And people just, man, I, people are so negative. I've talked about that a hundred times also. It's just people would rather be negative than be positive. And I don't understand that mentality. You've dealt with that. You, I mean, you've gotten to where you've had to start blocking people on your Twitter uh, because people just like. Oh, it's
1: great. I love it,
3: actually. Yeah. Well, pe- but people love to talk shit, you know? And, and there's a difference between. You know, making a joke if you know somebody and just being an asshole and pick you know, trying to get a celebrity or a professional athlete or somebody, you know, fired up. It, I I don't understand it. It's not something. I, Andrew, uh, how much do you think about what do you think about social media and its effect? Uh, like you talked about with guys hate vital or whatever hating on Eli Tomac last year or Team USA or whatever. I mean, is that detrimental to just society in general?
2: Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's detrimental to just society in general. And, you know, I'm the type of person to where, like, like I've uh, tweeted at Zach Osborne a couple times and he's liked my tweet and, like, I get giddy about it. So, like, <laughs> I'd much rather, you know, I'd much rather something positive and tell him how awesome he's being and, you know, yeah. stuff like that and, you know, be, be super positive even if these guys aren't doing well or even at the destination that they lose at Redbutt. I mean, like, it is what it is, man. You know, you're not going to. One race
3: doesn't define them, and there's no point in being negative. Just be negative. Just show up as we'd like to say. Hey, I want to once again. I want to touch on these sponsors again. Thanks to BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Michelin Star Cross Fives. You cannot go wrong with Randy Richardson, Maxim Oils, Expert Goggles, Works Connection, and Pro Filter. Just a few of the sponsors of the Pulpamex Show. And the wrap up show, go to show.com for links to the sponsors and dealer discount codes. Um, David Villeman called in. David's one of my favorite callers because he does not pull punches, A Ray. Um, he, he's giving Good you now. shit about getting your ass off the seat. No more seat bouncing. You say you don't do that as much anymore. Um, but A Ray, A Ray, or uh, David is, he, he's fun to listen to and he. He could. I would assume as a rider, he could be very helpful because he's not gonna baby you.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. He's gonna tell you how it is.
3: Uh, Andrew, what do you think about David and his comments? You know, he he didn't pull any punches with the uh, French Federation. He he didn't pull any punches on A-Ray, uh, and he's not gonna race. He's not gonna race straight rhythm because he doesn't want to get hurt and die. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, DV is definitely one of my absolute favorite callers. If Steve could find a way to pay him enough to get him to sit in there every week, uh, I'd be happy with that because I agree. I love how he, he doesn't pull any punches. You know, he'll he'll tell you how it is, and uh, that's the type of person I like. And, you know, yeah. he's definitely <laughs> – I, I love – he didn't want to uh, get on the straight rhythm
3: track and die. I actually yeah. laughed at that lot. Yeah, track. yeah. Uh, and a Ray, while talking about the seat bouncing, and Steve was trying to tell you how you know you got to soak up these jumps and get distance. JT threw out a quote from a movie. Did either of you guys catch that or know where that came from?
2: I did not know. Oh uh, wait, what did he say?
3: He said, "In the words of Judy McCormick, distance, not height," from Winners Take oh. All
1: take man.
3: what did you say Ad? you didn't did you say you haven't seen that
2: no i i haven't seen a lot of movies but okay I have
3: not seen
1: that well you're gonna... i don't know if you remember i don't know if you remember my mechanic uh that helped me on the husky he was actually uh my cousin He's a big tall guy okay um in 2017 he was actually a writer in that movie on the start gate oh that's cool what? Isn't this the, the old movie with like the weird looking motorcycle?
3: Yeah, they they built like a Frankenstein bike at the end. Yeah, but it, I mean, it started yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It was like mid eighties, and you know they all had like yeah. mid eighties dirt bikes. But they had the yeah. fr-
1: the mechanic. My cousin, he's a he's an older guy. Yeah, he was actually in that movie.
3: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
3: Well, Andrew, I know it's it's late where you are, but when we get done recording, do not go to bed. Find winners take all and watch it. It's the greatest motocross movie of all time.
1: Yeah, bro.
2: So I, I promised, uh, I promised my wife I'd stay up late anyway. So, uh, you there try. you go.
3: There you go.
1: Nice. Broken poke.
3: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Davey Millsaps, Davey's, you know, recently retired. Um, he, he's been training though. I think he's going to come back out of uh training retirement to help a out and maybe do some training for himself. Um, Avery, I think that's gonna be a tremendous amount of confidence booster for you and help for you for uh, next year because we saw the changes that came when he helps you last year or in eighteen. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 man. I agree. Uh, you know, having Davey there, uh, like I said, you know, we got something worked out so he's going to where he's gonna be at the track. It, dude, it's gonna be a major asset, you know. Like I wanna be like I wanna I wanna to be top ten. I know I can do it. So you know, like I mean, I have Pablo um, there working with me. You know, I have, you know, uh, a riding schedule. I have. I'm gonna have Davey helping me, you know, with my technique and and sprints and line choice, everything. You know, just talk and just work with me with everything. You know, so I think that's gonna be a huge asset to, to my program this year. You know, I mean, it was tough in 2018 because we were doing everything together. We didn't get to ride very much together, mm-hmm. but. I mean, he got, he got hurt that year, so after that, I sort of, I he still continued to help me, but I had to do everything else on my own, you know, it was tough, so now, you know, having him being retired and get, maybe getting a little bit bored and, and, uh, and have a series, you know, with his kids, you know, being, going back to school during the week, you know, him like maybe just stepping in and helping me a little bit, it's going to help us both because, he's wanting to get back into shape, you know, and I'm wanting to get better, you know, as a rider, you know, and he has a lot of knowledge to help me do that. So it's, yeah. it's going to be good.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the results of that. And Andrew, uh, Davey was pretty honest about, you know, not wanting to race again or why he stopped and, and talked about um after hitting his head for a period of time, like not, not uh remembering seeing his kid for that period of time or whatever, that that's scary, man. I mean, that really kind of, when you have kids and you have this kind of injury, it really changes your outlook on life. Um, yeah, it does. So, uh, Andrew, can you see where he's coming from? And i mean, clearly he, he made the right decision for himself.
2: No, I agree. And I actually had to, um, I had to go back and re-listen to that when he said that, because I was like, Oh, there's no way he said that. Right. Cause, uh, yeah. you know, not being able to remember your kids <laughs> for a period of time, that'd be scary. And, uh, you know, I, I try not to ride on the tractors uh, that much because I'm scared of getting hurt and not being able to come home to my wife. So I, uh, I can only imagine how he felt not being able to remember his kids for a time. So I'm, yeah. uh, I'm proud of him for knowing when to hang, hang up the boots. You know, I've always been a Davey fan, so uh, right. I'm glad he uh, kept it safe.
3: Yeah, the last couple of times I've loaded up to go riding, my chick's like, "If you get hurt, I'm not taking care of you. If you get hurt again, I'm just you're gonna have to because she's tired of taking care of me, uh, A Ray, because I've uh I've, I've gotten hurt a few times recently. It's not good.
1: <laughs> oh man, can't with that.
3: Um, okay, so I want to talk about my call for just a minute. Um, because well, just lately I've been calling in and kind of just to promote the wrap up show a little bit. Um. I've clearly been getting a lot of, uh, hate on the voicemails and not so much on Instagram, but definitely the voicemails and messages on pulp that he, Steve likes to play the negative ones. It seems like, um, Andrew, you know, what are your thoughts when you, you hear the hate and the negativity? Um, you know, I don't know how many of the wrap up shows you've listened to. Like, what do you think about the show? Be honest.
2: Um, you know, I uh when you said I was gonna be on the show, I listened to probably, you know, six or seven in a row back and honestly I don't know what uh Steve's talking about when he says uh oh you're better some weeks. I listened to uh, seven in a row and they were all consistently good. Um, I think the hate, like I said in the when I emailed you, it's uh I think it's really out of jealousy. Um you know, I used to, I used to actually really just you and when you <laughs> called. And, you know, I know for a fact that is 100% out of jealousy. And, you know, the fact that you get to be in the Pult family. And, you know, I, I'm i outside looking in. So I got to be on the wrap-up show. And I'm like, okay, maybe Dark Side's cool. <laughs> I listened back a bunch of episodes. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's cool as hell. So, uh, you know, I gave you a chance. And I think everyone else that's calling in and leaving hate needs to uh, – you know gives you the same chance so i think it's uh, a lot of jealousy that spurs all that hate it
3: it could be man i don't don't know i don't like again i just don't understand the negativity um hey ray i doubt you've listened to any of the rapid shows but you've been on a couple of them um i mean are they are they bad
1: they're not bad dude i mean i was honestly just thinking about how good this this show is like I mean, you're, you've done a lot better. You're doing a lot better now than you did the first year Cause I was on one of the first
3: ones and it's yeah. a lot better now. Well, yeah. And then I have killer. to thank Daniel Blair and a few others for some advice and Steve for giving me some <laughs> advice and just trying to, yeah, you know, I, and honestly there is a lot of pressure. I put pressure on myself because Steve is super good at what he does and I want to be good. So every week when I'm doing this, I, str- I do, I stress about it a little bit, but I'm trying to make it better. So I appreciate that guys. Um, Hopefully other people will start to feel that way. Um, During my call, also, Steve, we get into music, right? We start talking about music a little bit there. And Steve says, anybody that wears a mask or costumes, your band probably sucks. Andrew, what kind of music are you into?
2: Uh, I'm into uh, recently a lot of rap, like uh, Mac Miller and that kind of stuff, but... um you know I I'm also a big fan of the uh, 80s hair bands but uh I kind of agree with Steve like uh Kiss and uh, I only know I mentally uh a flip Slipknot song that I knew but like I couldn't tell you a single Slipknot song in all honesty so like I almost agree a little bit I don't know if it's the fact that I'm not like a uh, huge metal fan or what but uh right I don't know if I can go full bore into what uh, uh, what Steve is saying but I'm uh, kind of 50/50 on it
3: Yeah I you know, A-Ray, you've been to some concerts, clearly. I, I, when I go to a concert, I want a theatrical show. I don't want to just hear the music, because I could just sit at home and listen to the CD or whatever. So I i dig the the stage show and the costumes and the fire and all that crap. Um,
1: they, they all put freaking costumes on.
3: Yeah. I mean, Motley Crue, you're telling me they didn't ever put makeup on? Right, right. Yeah.
1: They, they didn't ever freaking, like, dress They dressed up in all that metal shit? Like... <laughs> the
3: spandex uh, you mean that wasn't their daily like
1: wear zombie and <laughs> freaking Manson. whenever i went they had makeup on yeah i mean dude are you kidding me but they're freaking sick i don't care what of well, mask they wear regardless and kiss them too they're freaking rock like dude detroit rock city are you kidding me that that song
3: it's a good badass. song it's a good song and i i texted steve after i got off the phone because i re- i remember you know he's a big tragically hip fan and Gord the singer wore costumes basically. He would have these big hats and you know, they're a costume. He's not wearing makeup, he's not wearing a mask, but he's wearing a costume. So Yeah. It's just part of performing. But yeah, Steve Steve likes to have these big hot takes and um again he, he's wrong about Slipknot and some bands. There I know there's some bands like Gore who's not not a great band, uh, you know, but I but Slipknot's a great band. Um All right, A-Ray, so I want to talk a little bit. I want to go back to um, they're busting on you again about Chiz always being in front of you. Um, And when he was talking about that, it brought back a memory, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but at Dallas, I was asking you, Cade Clayson, and Kyle Chiz, and we're all standing together, and I had three random questions. One of the questions was, what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you in your life? Do you remember what Kyle and Cade's answers were? No, I don't. It was riding behind you.
1: Yeah, no, I do. Those guys are, <laughs> okay, those guys are
3: major dicks. Yeah, okay? but it was one of the funniest things of any of my interviews, so I thank them for that. Um, how about the how? Give me something back on Kyle. You got anything funny or K? I know you can bust on K, but give me give me something funny about Kyle.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> man is to say, man. He's he's pretty much a ugly dick. I mean, everyone says, thinks that he's like some quiet guy because of, you know, his voice. But, man, that, dude, he can talk, man. He can talk your ear off. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's a freaking, uh, he's a horn dog, too, man. Him and Brittany, they're freaking horn dogs.
3: That's it's, clear. It's,
1: it's so funny. So funny. You know, like the stuff that dude comes up with, me, he he's a good dude, man. I like that dude. Absolutely, yeah.
3: You you could tell from Brittany that from her posts and stuff that yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're definitely physically active. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Andrew, uh, A Ray mentioned that you know maybe after his racing's over, he'd love to be a brand a- ambassador and do some different styles of racing, like Ryan Sipes or Andrew Short. With a-, a Ray's personality, I think that'd be a perfect position for him. What would you like? Would you like to see that?
2: Uh, I'd definitely like to see that because I've been, uh, wa- I don't know if you guys have been, but I've been watching all of Ryan Seitz, uh videos that he's been putting out that general sites or whatever. But um, I think if Alex Ray's personality did some type of series like that, absolutely, it'd be a yeah. hit. You might be able to put that on uh, on TV there.
3: Yeah, I hope Maybe you're... get
2: 7 Deuce Deuce in there a little bit and all. Oh, yeah, that'd be a reality TV show in a heartbeat.
3: I hope that you're watching Ryan Sipes' videos after you watch A-Ray's vlogs.
2: <laughs> I didn't know A-Ray had a vlog until this weekend, show. I was one of those... You followers. do now, baby! I'll yeah. Be watching. Hey, yep. I don't know exactly. if you heard
3: me that but I gave you two subscriptions because I used the Moto X-Pod show, YouTube channel, and my personal to subscribe. So I gave you two of those oh, 75. Heck yeah. I'll there also you. give you two because I'll use my dog follow you with that. There you go. Um, so the stories of uh Derek it, you know, Maddis he ever got with you, this is I thought this was a really great story. I wish I'd like to see a whole segment of these kind of stories. Um, but Derek talked about, you know, you coming off track, you're in a bad mood, and uh, you know, and, and you basically say, Hey, bro, are you gonna go watch the bike? <laughs> that, just being a dick to Derek. What did Derek do to deserve that?
1: He did absolutely nothing to deserve it. It was all me. I was just for the moment, and I was heated because I did shitty, and yeah. I don't know. I was just the first person I've seen, and I don't know. It just it just came out wrong, I guess.
3: Yeah, well, that, that kind of goes back to what I was asking you about with, like, Dustin Pipes being your friend. And, like, there's that line, you know, you're buddies, but you're also professional um, partners, basically. And, you know, you, there's a line, and it's not its not always probably easy to walk that line. Derek talked about having to sometimes push a rider and sometimes baby a rider, and you have to find that balance point. And when they're your friend, yeah. also, it makes it even more difficult because you, you have to find a way to not let that carry over into after hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Derek, I feel like, is one of the best at
3: that. Yeah, he seems like it. Just a little bit I talked to him. He seems like he can kind of... Just brushed off, brushed stuff off his shoulders. Um, Andrew. Okay. So we move into the X brand tear off segment. Um, This one right here. So they, they ask a Ray, who would you save in a fire? J bone, your dog or your chick? And he picks his dog, which is actually his ex's dog. Um, That's heavy, man. That's heavy. Andrew.
2: Yeah, that's heavy. I don't know that I'd be able to make that decision because I love my dogs to death, but I also love my wife even more. So um, I might just choose to stay in the house with them. And there I'll, you go. Honestly, I don't I don't know if I can make a singular decision on that yeah.
1: one. Dog all the way, bro. Hey, lock one in a trunk and drive around for an hour. and Open the truck. too which one's happy to see you.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good analogy. Good analogy. So, Aira, are you back on the Tinder game? Or are we going to start hearing some stories again? <laughs>
1: No Tinder, no, nah, nah, no Tinder.
3: You've grown up hey, a little real bit.
1: Quick, A-Ray. real quick, a Ray, real quick, No that Tinder,
2: bro. That is how my wife and I met. That my wife, my wife and I met on Tinder. So it's got matches on there. You just got to find them.
1: Oh yeah, it's good. I, I, I've met some pretty, pretty good ones on there too. But they just, I don't know, the ones my age or something. I don't know. They just get <laughs> weird.
3: Right, right. Well, you're still young. You're still a professional racer. You got a few more years of playing, but eventually you're gonna find that one, and everything's gonna change. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, look, at, man. I guess, I guess, you know, going through and finding the, you know, trying to find the right one. That's the funnest part,
3: right? So they say. I, you know, honestly, I, I'm more like Kiefer. I'm a romantic and a relationship guy. So I've pretty much always been in relationships. Um, mm-hmm so mm-hmm. i, I, hey, I get, i'm a
1: relationship guy too i just i'm just super picky
3: right yeah well you know? me too you know you'll, you'll find that one dude you're a good dude and you're you're a good looking dude and you're you're funny you'll 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 find that right chick eventually you just got to stay away from the track snacks
1: well thanks man i appreciate that
3: you got it all right so a couple more things yeah. i want to talk about and then we're gonna do our bto hot takes then we'll get i'll do the p- hello pookie and it'll be a wrap for the show um So the voicemails, lately, if you guys have been listening every week, he's been playing the voicemails on the way out. So there's no response. Um, I personally don't like that, but some people have called in and they do like that. Uh, Angie, I want to get your thoughts on it because there was a couple of voicemails in particular that I would have loved to hear, hear Steve's response on. Do you like him playing them and just letting them roll?
2: Oh, I absolutely hate it. You know, um, I cannot listen live Monday night. So, uh, you know, like I said, I call in and leave voicemails all the time, and most of the time I sound like an idiot, and I just <laughs> go overboard on purpose to get him to play them. Yeah. But um, you know, I what he uh and having hearing what he has to say, I apologize. I'm um, hearing what he has to say about him. You know, I I'd, I'd much rather him uh play him and comment him. Or like last week he did a. Uh, Half. He played a few of them, and then commented on a few of them, and then at the end he had a bunch that he played at the end. I'd like. I agree with that. I think uh, that'd be a good way to do it as well.
3: All right, a. Ray. Do you do you get to listen every week, or do you just kind of catch certain shows? Yeah, I
1: listen, I listen every week. I don't listen live, but I listen every week, uh, and we don't like it. I like I like their responses.
3: Yeah. So the two that in particular that caught my attention, uh, the guy calls in about Joe Gibbs racing. He or he was watching. Uh, an in-depth interview with Joe Gibbs and Moto wasn't mentioned at all. <laughs> he said, "Does Joe even know there's a race team?" And you know, like, might as well call it Coy Gibbs Racing. That's what it is anyway. I would have really enjoyed hearing Steve's thoughts on Coy Gibbs Racing. Obviously, Joe Joe knows about the team, but probably it's not his top priority. Uh, but I think I would have loved to have you know Steve's input primarily because of his relationship with Coy. But yours too, you know. I mean, what you know that I think that's. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, what this guy had to say with Joe Gibbs. Anyway. Uh,
1: I mean, that's. I, mean, I want to be pretty better because you know I know you know that Steve and and, and uh Corey they go back and forth. Yeah. And uh, and you know, but I mean, sometimes it's. I don't know if you're so wrapped up in it that's. The last thing that you want to talk about, you know what I mean? Sure. If you want to just have a conversation with someone, you you, you should be able to do that, I guess. You know what I mean? If you know if the people don't want to hear it, they
3: listening. Yeah. And Andrew, the other one was the guy calling in about the quads, right? So um most of us moto guys bash on the quad guys. One of my buddies, my producer TJ, used to race quads, and we can't let him live it down.
1: A, I used to train with Joe Bird, so I mean, I'm 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 a quad dude okay you're a, from tennessee that's where they all come from
3: and look the guys are fast no doubt but it's still fun to make fun of them and the one dude that he, the guy says like you know if you guys were faster on dirt bikes then you'd be able to get around them at, easier but it's not so easy when they're fucking six feet wide on eight foot you know eight foot wide track it's um so that's you know i think that's why we bash on but i would have loved to hear steve's response to that andrew
2: yeah i agree and what's funny about that is i actually after hearing that i called in and left the voicemail and said essentially that uh you know it's not hard to go faster when all you got to do is lean sideways and rip the throttle and you just power slide around the damn thing you know uh try hitting a corner with some ruts where you actually have to use a little bit of balance and maybe you won't go as fast uh that was essentially the premise of my voicemail but um now, I've never liked quads. I've always kind of uh, thought they were track hackers. I don't really like flat turns and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not hating on them. You know, I, I have a lot of friends that ride quads and that kind of stuff. You know, not to hate them, but, you know, just saying uh, – That's my thoughts on the whole, you know, if you were faster, you'd pass them, because like you said, you know, they're six feet wide on an eight-foot track, so how are you supposed to pass them anywhere when all they got to do is power slide?
3: Now, obviously, that's a little bit of an exaggeration on my part, and I have never raced a quad, so I can't really comment, but (laughs) I can make fun. I can make fun just making fun. Um, So, um, hey, one thing I missed on my notes that I wanted to talk about during the X-Brand tear-offs— right around that time, Blake calls in and he, he asked Steve, if you were a billionaire, like, what would you do for the sport? Basically, what would you like to do? And Steve kind of went into having his own team and hiring his buddies like A-Ray and, and Chiz <laughs> and those guys and having GNR play on top of the truck. But what I took the question as was more like, what would you do for the overall series? You know, um, so I want to ask you, A-Ray, if you were a billionaire – What would you do, what would you like to see happen for the sport to make that sport better? Not just a team, but the entire series.
1: Uh, Bring back the Top Top Privateer Award. Um, Make more money and maybe more nets. Yes. And maybe have, like, a free transportation for anyone who, like like an Alex Nagy, Devin Raper, any of those guys who are struggling to get to each race. I mean, there is a TPJ thing, but that also costs money. Yep. So sort of having like a, all of the bikes, maybe more like, kind of like a, like a carny man, like a circus, you know? Okay. Yeah. Or or something, you know, like just like a shut, like to shovel the bike, you know, maybe pay for travel. I mean, because we're there, we're entertainers. We're there to put on a show for, for the people. So I feel like we should, have our travel and stuff paid for maybe so maybe that's what i would do if i had all the money in the world
3: yeah and i, I think i think that's good those things are i actually think a lot of those things are doable like Phil makes enough money that those things would improve the, the overall show because it'd be easier for these guys like you say to get to the races uh, you know there, a lot of the privateers man that are in like like Nagy, who are driving their van across country and you know Sleeping in the van, like not even getting rooms some of the times, man. That's just
1: it, I, all the time. Are yeah, you pro- me? It dude loves to sleep in his That
3: is true. I offered him a place to stay at Dallas, and he's like, "No, no, we're good." He's like, "Okay," but uh, <laughs> you, you know, like those guys are professional athletes. No, they're not the superstars, but like in the in NFL, you know, you've got your your bench guys yeah, and your backups can't come
1: off, the street, off the street and do what alex Nagy does alex Nagy, Nagy is a freaking good rider.
3: hell yeah he is and he's nuts he's never
1: makes any mistakes hardly ever right you know i mean alex Nagy is good at what he does absolutely that's for damn sure
3: yeah yeah and he shouldn't he should have the. he should get more help than he does that's the, the one of the biggest downfalls of our sport is the 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 scale from the top level guys like eli down to you you in the middle probably and then guys like that who are you know don't make all the main events scotty winterstone guys like that that maybe don't make any night shows but they're still taking the time to train they're still taking the time to travel and they're still taking the time to be in the show for the people in the stands to watch because if those guys don't show up then you've got like six guys racing and nobody's going to want to show up to watch that
1: yeah, and that ain't going to be any good.
3: No, it's going to suck. So, Andrew, give, give me your answer. If you're a billionaire, give me some, two things that you would do to improve, whether it be Supercross or Nationals.
2: If I had all the money in the world, what I would do was build build stadiums specifically for Supercross, and you don't have to worry about scheduling around football. You know, you don't have to worry <laughs> about bringing in dirt. You're going all in. With anything like that. Oh, yeah, you know, billions and billions. You know, build these stadiums specifically for supercross. You can probably double, triple the size of the tracks, and, you know, you wouldn't have dirt hitting plywood. Yeah, that's what I would do. And I think that would, you know, that would mainstream it on top of all the stuff A Ray talked about. You know, right. I think if I, but like I said, huge, big picture, I think that's what I'd do. All
3: right. Once again I want to thank uh, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Home to Skippy, you know you guys all know Skippy, he's uh, working for EVS now along with his girlfriend or fiance Tiffany, uh, Eagle Grit Motorcycle Industry Jobs.com, LA Honda Ogio Bags, Ride Engineerings, all making these shows happen, bringing us guys like Andrew uh, Andrew and Alex uh, let's get to our BTO hot takes. Andrew, I'm going to let you go first.
2: All right. Uh, I kind of have two because I couldn't pick on one. But my first one is uh, uh, AC, Adamstein Cerullo, is going to be double champion in 2020, indoors and outdoors in the. Uh the second one is going to be USA will win the MX of nations. All the chips are lining up and falling perfectly. Both of those things are going to happen.
3: Andrew, I don't know about your uh, sanity right now, but I like them. I like I like the I, I would be happy if those things happen. So I'm going to go, I'm going to jump on board. Alex, what is yours?
1: Uh, uh, Cooper Webb backs it up for the 450s and I want to say Brandon Hartraff gets his first win on East Coast Supercross.
3: That would be sick. Yeah. I like that. Brandon's a cool kid, man. I really like him. So, I like that. I, th- I think that's going to be tough, but I definitely see that there's a possibility there, man. He's going to step up his game. So, yeah, that's cool. I like that, Alex. Um, yeah, hey, dude. Before I let you guys go, Alex, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't know if I've ever told you this. Um, the second time I met you, I met you at Houston two years ago. Then Dallas was the second time I believe uh that same year 2018 do you remember like your reaction you probably don't but like I knocked on the door of the truck I sent I think a mechanic in to see if you were in the truck the cycle trader truck and you came out and you couldn't really see me at first because I was around the side of the truck and you came out and we were like oh shit dark side what's up like that reaction yeah, I remember. okay well that reaction you gave me man was like one of the highlights of my whole press quote-unquote media career that was really cool man i i appreciated the way you treated me with like that respect and i don't know man i just don't know how to put it into words it was just a really cool experience for me
1: awesome man well i appreciate
3: it yeah you even told somebody in the autograph line they're like dude this is dark side you should get his autograph and they they have zero idea who i was
1: (laughs) yeah bro you're a legend in the media world
3: yeah that was only, cool
1: uh, i think maybe the only dude with the ponytail and a bandana
3: yeah i know i can't change it now like you know i, I, I like it's my <laughs> wow, dude that's
1: your that's your thing
3: that's my costume steve
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's your costume
3: It's is my costume Maybe that's
1: why he's backing on your podcast because you got a costume
3: Dude, yeah, I wish he'd stop that. Like, he, he, maybe he really doesn't know what it's called. But come on, Steve, give me a little bit of a uh, little bit of support. Know the name of my show.
1: I in the same boat. He gives me so much shit. I got the power of Paul freaking comment on it every damn one of my pictures. Right.
3: <laughs> uh, it's all good though. I guess like any publicity is good publicity, so it's all good. Exactly. Um, all right, Alex, Ray, Andrew, Dan. Uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys did. We're going to uh, wrap this thing up, and then it, I'll go right into Hello Pookie. So, And again, if you guys like the Hello Pookie segment, because somebody posted today, it's the best. They told me I could get rid of the wrap-up show, but keep doing the Hello Pookie. You got to send in your <laughs> questions, though. If you want, you can ask Pookie anything you want. Send your questions to darkside at pulpmx.com. I will ask her. She's been pretty cool about answering everything. I know there's stuff you people want to know about Pookie. Send me your questions. We'll keep it going. Hey, Ray. Hey. <laughs> Uh Andrew thank you so much man this is a blast. I
2: agree. All thank right
3: guys. You. Well thanks again and we'll uh we'll be back next week with another show. We're out. Again, we're back with another episode of Hello Pookie. Pookie Mathis, how are you today?
4: Hey, bro. Hello,
3: hello. Hello, hello. Love that. Baba buoy.
4: Baba Hit him with the hi. Yeah.
3: Hey, what'd you think of the the new Stern book?
4: Um, I loved it. Honestly, I didn't read all of it, but a lot of those interviews I had heard before. But reading them through in print form, I really did like it. Um. But like I said, I'm. I, it's almost like fans of Steve Howard can really do no wrong in my book. Yeah. So I just, I love it. I love it either
3: way. What I loved about it, and this is really off topic of our question tonight, but was um, just the change that I see in him personally, personality wise, from the first two books. And he actually talks about that in the new book. But just like his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the way he sees people now, and, and his, you know, his intros to each interview. Just, I, I loved him. I thought it was a fan. I read it. Paid all the way from front to back. I read it all and I loved it.
4: I really love it too. I just I feel bad for Howard because I know how much he struggles internally with his. You know he's just not happy. He's a miserable, miserable person, and I just I, I hate that he feels that way. But I know that he does, and yeah. part of me likes it. But I I understand like the the misery that he must go through on a daily basis like everything is annoying because I can get like that if I don't make myself turn it off like yeah. I am literally annoyed by everything so I do kind of feel for Howard that he you know lives like that but at the same time I'm like you could make the best of it with all your money like stop it
3: right well yeah I, I see it seems like he's a lot happier now of course with Beth and the cats and all that thing that he's that than he's ever been to me anyway
4: um, yeah, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the word happy ever to describe Howard okay. really, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, better.
3: Better. <laughs> Happy-ish,
4: I guess. Happy uh, right. for Howard. I think we'll go with that.
3: All right, let's get into our question. Uh, why Supercross only and why not go to more Supercrosses?
4: Supercross only because, uh, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but no, really because, um... I don't know. Just I'm an indoor girl. I'm a city girl. If you've met me or anybody knows me, like, it's not going to shock you that I don't want to be out in the dirt, you know, walking up a hill, like, to any sitting on any grass. Like, no, I'm not. That's not me. Okay. Um. I'm, yeah, I'm a princess. Like, whatever. Call me spoiled. I don't care. I've never, even in my childhood, I don't want to be out near, like, the lake or the water or dirt or bugs or it's just just not for me so yeah nationals aren't for me it's it's just a whole bunch of standing outside and getting dirty to me Um, (laughs) I do love racing and I like being you know at some of the tracks and stuff I went to Millville as you know a teenager Um, can you believe that my high school boyfriend had a broken femur and a cast all the way up to you know all the way up and made me go to Millville with him on his crutches with a cooler and lawn chairs and schlep everything to try to watch the national
3: no, well, I bro. can, yeah. No. I, I mean, if it had been me, I would have tried to get you to go too. So I, I get it. Um, I hate, <laughs> I hate that you didn't <laughs> have Never fun again. Okay,
0: that, no, place, not that place, that place
3: is awesome. Did, did you get in the? To, I bet you didn't get in the creek then, huh? The swimming hole.
4: Oh, God, no. Uh Uh-uh. That's nasty. Uh -uh. No, but I've been to Millville a bunch of times. I've been to Washougal. I love it there. I'm super bummed to be missing it this weekend. Right. I've been to, you know, I'm sure Glen Helen at least one time when I lived in California for five years. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Steel Steel City. Um, You know, so I have been to outdoors enough to know that it's... Really, just not for me. Um, I love Supercross. The most Supercrosses I went to in a year was eight. Oh, nice. Um, that was when there was three Anaheims, though, when we were living in Anaheim, and I went to San Diego. So I mean, it was a lot of the West Coast ones sure. too. But I mean, I did get to eight out of 16 one year, which I think is a lot. Um, since then, it's been not as many as I would like. I mean, I work in retail, so I can't really take you know every weekend off. I do dream of going one weekend or one year just with Steve to all of them. Um, that might wear off after a while, like being so fun. But I do think <laughs> right. it would be cool. I love going and you know, meeting the fans and seeing new cities and just going, you know, out and traveling with Steve too. So I would like to go to more Supercrosses now, but just not living in California it hasn't really worked out that much.
3: Okay. Yeah. You you tried to bail on the Denver race because of the snow coming in with the, and I was like, uh, no, we're coming to my fiance and I are coming to Denver for the live show. You have to be there. And I was very pleased that you decided to actually show up because it really wasn't that bad.
4: It was bad. It was it was bad. It was horrible. probably oh. the worst day of my life. So yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the snow. I don't like to be cold. I was
3: pissed. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, we actually I made it. we went up into the mountains. We stayed till Monday afternoon, I think. We went up into the mountains. Heather Heather and Chris told us where we should go, and we went to spend a night up in at uh, one of the the state parks up there and played in the snow and walked up like a four mile hike that took what felt like eight hours because it was such elevation and we were dying but it was a blast oh yeah
1: sounds horrible
3: (laughs) yeah well well you know speaking of that so sort of you you have been mountain biking a little bit with steve right two times and is is that something that you're okay with just because you're with steve or like i know it's hot it's dusty in, in vegas uh why is that okay
4: it's okay. Well, she really wanted me to go the first time, and it wasn't super hot. So okay. um, that was fine. Um, and we went right from our house, so it wasn't a big deal. Plus, I got a whole bunch of new gear, like Fly set me up. Yeah. And I got these cute gloves, and they had these little heart-shaped, like little knobbies on them. It was like yep. super cuties. So I, mean, I like that kind of stuff. If I can look <laughs> cute and, you know, whatever, I'll do it. But if I can knock my front teeth out, I also have a problem with it. So I was very, very nervous about that. I don't want to be pushed. I knew with the e-bike, I had ridden it to go get the mail sometimes. And, like, the thing pushes you. It almost, to me, feels like a dirt bike. Like, I don't want to be pushed that much on the bike. So I was very, very nervous.
0: Oh, okay. um,
4: and then the second time we went mountain biking, we went to Mount Charleston, which was over an hour drive, but it was way cooler, uh, and it was gorgeous up there, and I've actually never been since I've been living in Vegas, so I was happy to be up there. Um, it's not something that I'm like, when can we go again? When can we go again? <laughs> yeah. But I have all the stuff, and the gloves are really cute, so...
3: Well, we got to thank Fly Racing for that. Of course, one of the sponsors of the Pulpamex show, the Pulpamex wrap-up show, and actually our show, the Moto X-Pod show. Got to love Fly Racing. So yeah, cool. I'm glad that they at least got you a little bit motivated to get outside and play in the dirt with Steve a little bit.
4: It's
3: been fun. Not too fun, but kind of fun. <laughs> You're funny, Pookie. All right. Well, thank you for answering that, and I hope that you get to a few more Supercrosses in 2020 because I'm hoping to make five or six of them at least, so it's always rad seeing you there. So thanks again. All
4: right, no worries, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right,
3: see ya. Why would you want to retalk about the Pulp Show?
0: See ya.